Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of The Financial Answer into June with Nathan O'Brien here in 2021. And we're going to talk about 401k mistakes. Uh, it's a nice tool that can be useful, but we're going to talk about some pros yeah. and some cons. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. Man, June, when you said that, I was just like, dang, I this know. year has gone by fast. Wow. It's, I know. I'm glad it's here. I love this time of year, but man. Whew. Well, you know, June already. 2020 <laughs> was the longest decade ever. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so It was. This year's flying. Any, by, yeah, just like. about any other year seems like it might go a little faster, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're into June. You guys had the, you guys went out for a little trip out to Montana. So oh, yes. You yes. guys had a great time, uh, I hope. My favorite place in the world. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's uh, spent some time in Yellowstone. Of course, that's a beautiful place. I don't know if you've been. Have, have you been to Yellowstone? Oh, yeah. My, oh, my in-laws yeah. live in, uh, in Wyoming. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So Man, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's gorgeous. Yeah, no, it there. really is. And it's, it's amazing. Now, it, now, Wyoming is Montana. They are rough. In February, as you would expect, oh, but I yeah. mean, rough. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I've lived in Chicago, <laughs> and I lived in Detroit. You know, in the, in the, yeah, those areas, and nothing is as cold as their Wyoming. Wind out there just cuts. That just, wind is amazingly, is. Yeah. yeah. But but <laughs> yeah. It, but June, man, wow, is it so pretty out there? It is. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I May, you June. know, I don't like super hot weather, and so you go out there in June, and it's you know seventy degrees. In oh the yeah, hottest part of the day. And at night it's 35, 40. And, you know, you have literally sunlight from four o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. So yeah, it's this time you know, of year. Yeah. yeah. This time of year, it's crazy. So it, it's really long days. And I, I just love that. There's so yeah, much, I'm a big so fan much time. Of, big fan of Jellystone and Yogi and Boo Boo and all that. Yeah. I yeah. Good. I've got some great pictures of wildlife when I was out there the last time. Uh, just really good stuff. Really? Got awesome. two bears are yeah. wrestling and fighting with each other. It was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah, could tell they were fun. playing, having a good time. Walked around a corner, you know, basically was about less than the 75 feet they recommend from a full-on <laughs> bison. Uh, oh. Yeah. He was, yeah. They, were, they had a whole herd had gone to the backside of one of the turnouts for like a, like a restroom. And uh, I walked around the corner and, and uh, just kind of moseying around looking, you know, after going into the restroom and it was like, hello, 2,500 <laughs> pound, big yeah. fella. And that's he a, was, that's a brick wall right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a good distance ahead of the herd, kind of leading the way, I'm assuming, as the oh, direction yeah. they were going. Yeah. And then as I kind of strolled around a couple of feet the other way, I backed away and moved around and looked. <laughs> and then you could see there was babies um, and they mm. had, um, you know, the moms and stuff. And they were still kind of getting rid of some of their, the winter coat because oh, they still had yeah. like little patches okay. here and there and they were yeah. rubbing the trees trying to get it off and stuff. Pretty uh -huh. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, May, June is an awesome time out there because, yeah, they, they're still shedding that winter coat, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, really. Uh, it gets snow in May out there. A week or two ago, it was, yeah, 35 for the high in a yep. lot of days, you know. So it's it's been cold up until just 
really, mm-hmm. you know, the last week or two. And so. if you haven't been, folks, I mean, it's pretty funny when you're driving through the park. I mean, and they're on the road and stuff. You got to slow down, do your thing, whatever. We've we were sitting there. I was with my wife and uh, and her family. And uh, one was standing in the parking lot, rolled down the window and just kind of looking at him, talking to him as you're waiting to go by. And he strolls up to the car, kind of sticks his face in there, looks yeah. at you a little bit. Yeah, so just anything just, to eat? Just massive bison just looking at you. Yeah, and he's either going to ram your car or he's going to walk away. And yeah. most of the time they yeah. walk away. Yeah, that's right. If you don't do anything that's stupid. That's what you hope for. Yeah. yeah. If you don't do anything stupid, they walk away. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. amazing to be around you know, such a large creature and the, and just the presence they have. Heck, even, I mean, I know you like to hunt and stuff, Nate, Yeah, but the deer, like the deer out there and the deer in Tennessee are totally different. Oh yeah, they are. They're like three times as big (laughs) as the deer here. Yeah. I I crush you little deer. Yeah. They're they're like Arnold deer out there. That's true. And and you see so many elk. I mean, there's elk everywhere out there. Yeah. It's huge. It is. It's a great place. Well, Great. thanks for listening to the show, folks. We yeah, are here good. to talk about tourism in Montana and Yellowstone. We hope you That's have right. a fantastic time here at the park. No, uh, we're going to talk 401k mistakes, although the Yellowstone stuff's great, so we could do it that is. too. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk about the fact that this is a nice vehicle. It's an easy financial vehicle for us to use. And hey, if you're not doing anything else, do this, right? Because it's it's there. It's That's why it's there. Typically, you get some free money too. From you get some free money. So yeah. there's a lot of pros yeah. to the 401k. But let's talk about a few mistakes that we might step in. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, stuff you could step in from the bison, which you do not want to yeah, do. because be uh, careful with that. There's, yeah. You can't miss them, so don't step in it. But <laughs> no, right. either way, <laughs> let's talk about some things we step into uh, from a 401k mistake por- uh, portion of the things. Orphaned accounts. Uh, leaving one behind, moving on to another job, whatever the case is. And if it's the, if it's a small enough dollar amount, like I had one years ago, Nathan, I totally forgot about. And at some point, yeah. I got a letter from a bank and it said, hey, your account, your 401k has been rolled into this IRA and here's your new account information. Basically, the company said, we don't want to get it out of here. Yeah. And they sent me a little letter. But, I, you know, some of the more valuable or stuff there's more dollars in, uh, they just sit there and they're not being very efficient now, are they? No, that's right. And, you know, what's, what happens is the company doesn't want the liability for that because you're not there for the meetings anymore about the 401k. True. You don't know what changes are happening. So the company's got some liability there if you just leave it sitting. And so they're, you know, they're typically going to try to say, hey, you know, you've got a couple of years here, but you need to do something with this and move it to an IRA. It makes sense. You know, I mean, it's you have a lot more flexibility in an IRA. You can put it with a bank or your investment company, whatever you want to do. And so um, you have a lot more investment options, just a, a a lot more flexibility, like I said. So, you know, leaving it with that old employer is not the best idea. So maybe short term, yeah, if you're trying to figure out where you want it to go, that's fine. Um, and you've got time for that usually. They're, they'll, you know, they'll give you a couple years even uh, nowadays, you know, for that. But, you know, be talking with someone to make sure that you're doing the best thing you can do for that. Get it out of that, roll it to an IRA. It's a tax-free transfer. doesn't cost you anything if it's done correctly. And and the bank or your financial advisor will make sure that it's done right. So yeah. um, do that and get it out of that plan because they're just, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, can go wrong and you're not even aware of it. Uh, one thing to, you know, to think about before you move it, though, okay. okay, this is a this is a big mistake that I see people make. Is let's say people retire, someone retires early. Let's say they retire at fifty five. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. If you roll your four hundred one k to an IRA, the penalty now is until fifty nine and a half. So you can't take money out of that IRA until you're fifty nine and a half without having a 10% penalty from the IRS, okay? Now, there are some ways you can work around that, but there's a lot of rules and restrictions on those ways that you have. So if you just pull it from a 401k, you can actually take that at age 55 without a penalty. So 
it's something to be aware of. You got to, you know, talk to your advisor, make sure that you're doing the right thing. It's not always the best thing to move it to an IRA immediately. Maybe you need to hold out some income, you know, for the next couple of years and then move the rest of it to an IRA. So there's just, there's some options there. So be careful with that. And that's with, uh, you know, one place with the older accounts. Uh, Another place with just even your current account, Nathan, is the rebalancing aspect of it, you know, yeah. not rebalancing often enough. And because most of us, again, we set it and forget it. Hey, I got they a 401k. Yeah, work. Most people do. Boom. Yeah. 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 And you just, you never rebalance it really. And so a lot of times that's what happens and that's not good, but it's also not good to rebalance it every month, you know? So um, typically, you <laughs> right. know, I mean, some people are going in and just changing things around all the time. That's not good, <laughs> right. you know? So don't do that either. But, you know, a lot of 401ks nowadays will automatically do it if you choose it. So, uh, you know, sit down with your advisor, make sure that you go through that, you know, y'all log into your 401k together, look at it, see if you can set up automatic rebalancing. Uh, once a year is plenty, you know, it's it's going to bring it back to targets once a year and, and keep it on track for you. So um, if you do that, that works great. Uh, no. And it can be automated. Yeah. Okay. So now talking yeah. about Target and talking about some of the automation, I think that's where people get a little confused too, is we assume that all the thing, all, if you have a Target date fund, which a lot of people do, that, yeah. um, and even if you don't, that it'll, it'll auto rebalance like a Target date fund is supposed to do, right? So I think that's one of the things people get confused about. And they also think that a couple of things about Target date funds that, <laughs> that they'll reduce. It, it, we all know, or we kind of know that they, as we get closer to retirement, the idea is that they get less and less risky yeah. inside the yeah. portfolio. That's they don't right. go down to zero, folks. That's one misconception. It doesn't no, take the risk right. all the way down to nothing. That's I think right. 50% usually is about the lowest. Um, it is most of the time. Most of the correct. time. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they're not customized. I think a lot of times we'll feel like, oh, it's a 2040. I'm retiring in 2040. Boom. I've got this a customized is just for me. Yeah, yeah that's no. right. That's right. So no, it's not. Uh, you know, what that means is typically within a few years of that target retirement date, that 2040 time horizon, that it's going to be, you know, fairly conservative at that point, which right. fairly conservative means probably no less than half in stocks. You know, it's probably going to be 50% at least in stocks. That may be great for you. It may not be great. Right. That may be more than you want to risk. Right. Yeah, it may be. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you need to understand what it does, but also there's a lot of target date funds out there that are still 80% in stocks at that point because they're assuming, Hey, you're going to live, you know, 15, 20 more years at this point. So that may not be what you want. So make sure you understand specifically what that target date is going to do. They always show you those projections. You just have to look for it, you know, so you may not know where to look again. That's where an advisor comes in. We can help you with that, but um, just make sure that you take some time, understand that if you're investing in a target date, they can be good. Okay. They can work for you. So, um, and typically they're, they're inexpensive funds. And so you can usually get a pretty decent amount of diversification with those target date funds, but just make sure that it fits in your plan and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, and they attract a lot of attention, obviously, because it's very easy. Again, the whole point of a lot of this yeah. is that it's easy. Yeah. I'm going to retire in 2040, or I'm going to be close to that, so I'm picking the 2040. Bob's your uncle, right? We're good to go. That's right. And yeah. so, you know, just be just be Larry of that and, and know some of the ins and outs of it, or at least be having those conversations with your advisor saying, hey, I've got this target date fund. What do you think? What should I do? Is there a better way? You know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, in reality, you should be using your financial advisor to allocate your 401k also. You know, I mean, let your advisor set that thing up for you because that's that's our job. I mean, we we know what your goals are. We know what your plan is. And so bring it to us. Let us sit down. Let us, you know, we'll log into the account together. 
look at all the options that you have, build an allocation that works for you. And maybe a target date fund is part fund is part of that, but um, it may not be, you know, depending on the other options that are in your 401k. So do that with your advisor. That's why we're here. Exactly. Use that. Well said. Well said. Uh, Here's one, Nathan, that a lot of people might not really think about. Maybe if you stop for a minute and you go, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But Often we feel as though, hey, you know, I've got this 401k plan through work uh, and I'm, you know, I'm their client and, and maybe they offer some additional things to you, you know, a little bit of help here and there. But the reality is, and I don't want this to sound harsh, but it just is what it is. They don't necessarily care about you as much as you might think because you're not their client. Your employer no, is their client. Right. No, that's right. right. That's right. So you're typically just an account number, you know, with that. So they they don't. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So yeah, the employer is absolutely the one that's giving them the the fees, you know, so a lot of the fees anyway. Directions. Some of those as well. I mean, there's the governmental things they have to adhere to, but companies do have the ability to put different little caveats in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, there can be a lot of things that are just set up basically for you to make those decisions alone and all the liability is on you. And, you know, if there's any issues, then there's, you know, basically it all falls back on you, which is, again, super important to make sure that your financial advisor is looking at this, your financial planner is looking at this with you and making sure that everything is working the way that it should for your plan. Because again, you're just a number with that a lot of, actually all the time. I mean, unfortunately (laughs) that's the case. And so um, you're just a number on there. So make sure that you're taking care of this part of your investments, a part of your plan. Yeah. No, I mean, it, like I said, I hate to be harsh, but I mean, it kind of is what it is. And I think yeah. if we feel yeah. a bit more comfortable with that, or, you know, it's fine. I mean, if you understand it, yeah, then that's you, true. Then you no, can operate with the parameters. It, it has to be that way. I mean, there's so, so many, many people, people in those. Yeah, it yeah. just has to be that way. So, you know, take advantage of it. Use it. They're, they're some of the best investment vehicles in the world, you know, because you're getting typically a match of, you know, three, four, 10%, whatever your company's doing. So mm-hmm, you're getting right. a match on that. So take advantage of it. Absolutely. But just make sure that you do your due diligence and sit down with your advisor and make sure that the stuff is set up like you need it to be. Yep. And I'll end on the last one. So if you checked out our last podcast, one of the conversations we had uh, about going through and understanding and reading the statements, we talked about fees. Well, with 401ks, uh, so some of the mistakes that we see is assuming that the fees and costs are minimal. Mm, I, I made yeah. the comment that people say, well, I got a 401k work at work and they don't charge me anything. Well, that's because you're <laughs> that's not right. seeing it because it's hidden like, you know, like one of those like those Russian nesting dolls. Right. The, the fees are like forty dollars inside there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 built in. It's just way down in the program. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it um it's there. And, you know, especially and this is one thing that's really been frustrating to me is the government over the past three or four years has been really pushing annuities in 401k plans, you know, and annuities are fine. They fit in a lot of situations in some situations, but it adds an extra layer of expense that people are not aware of. And typically that expense is over 1% a year, you know, in internal cost. And so this is something that you just need to be aware of and understand that if your company is an annuity 401k, then it has this extra layer of expense that others don't. Fees reduce your performance. So if you're planning on making 10% a year in that, that's probably an unrealistic projection. Mm. You know, it's probably not going to do that. So make sure you, you know, if you've got that annuity, when you're doing your planning, make sure that you drop that return back to, I would say, even 5 6%. You know, drop it back to 5 6% because that's just what we're seeing over the past 20 years in, in those type of plans. So 
Um, just be careful with that. Understand what you've got. Understand what your fees are. And then apply that appropriately to your plan. All right, folks, so that's going to do it this week for the podcast. If you've got some questions about 401k mistakes, uh, even with some of the advice Nathan's given and talking about, always check with a qualified professional before you take any action with your specific scenario. Reach out to Nathan and have a more in-depth conversation at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-51-COACH. You can also stop by the website, thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform for podcasting you like to use. There's a lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can reach out to Nathan in multiple ways. We have all that stuff right there on the website for you. Pretty easy to do. So just go to thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. All right, my friend, I'm going to let you go. Have yourself a great week. We'll talk a little bit later in June. And happy, uh, happy beginning to your summer. I hope it's a good one. Yeah, same to you. Same to you. Good to talk to you. We'll see you next time, folks, right here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien from O'Brien & Associates. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.